You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey, hockey fans. Have you ever needed an excuse to buy a new jersey? Would winning a cool hockey gift card be reason enough? Well, from May 1st to June 1st, any jersey purchased through our link will automatically enter you into a draw to win a $175 gift card to coolhockey.com. All you have to do is go to www.coolhockey.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Buy the jersey that you should already have by now, Panarin, Kako, heck, maybe even Adam Fox. Then go on Twitter and tell us which jersey you ordered so we can connect you with your purchase for the live drawing on June 6th. That's it. Anybody who buys a jersey through our link before June 1st will have a shot at a $175 gift card thanks to our friends at Cool Hockey. Oh, and if we see 10 sold by May 15th, we'll make it a $200 gift card. So make sure to use promo code THPN for 30% off. It's about $75. One last time, that's www.coolhockey.com THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? It's finally time to get that Kako jersey, Panarin, Fox. You buy one, you can get a chance to win a gift card, and then you can have two, which, as everyone knows, is better than one. So visit www.coolhockey.com slash THPN today. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network. This is episode 60, as James and Andy will break down the approved NHL playoff format and see what this means for the Rangers and the rest of the league as uh, some pushback and some excitement uh, carries us through the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, Andy, how's the start of your weekend and how's everything going? Uh, it's going good. It's a gloomy uh, Saturday morning here in Bushwick, uh, but it's nice to, it's still, it has that three-day, even though I'm unemployed, it has a three-day weekend feeling. Uh, my wife has, you know, the next three days off, so that's nice. So we we have uh, just a bunch of nice, fun little things planned to do together uh, within the confines of our apartment. Um uh, yeah, I understand, James. You are are you are not currently in your your abode. You are uh, I, you are out enjoying this memorial. So, what are you doing? I am on Lake Ontario, a little town called Sackets Harbor, 
Uh, I am in a house that has been built in, uh, started getting built in 1807, was finished in 1812 uh, by Elisha Camp. And uh, it could be haunted, not sure. Uh, <laughs> that's probably, these, these frequencies going through the house right now are probably not a good thing. But uh, my apologies, and hopefully uh, not disturbing disturbing them in their home. So uh, I'm having a, it's right on Lake Ontario. Uh, it's unbelievable. I was out in the boat a couple few times so far this week. Nice. And uh, yeah, no, it's a blast. And finally, we get some news right before the holiday weekend. So hopefully people and fans who are upset kind of forget about it. Brilliant move by the NHL. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good timing, I think. So I didn't really get a chance to read everything about it. All I know is that it was approved. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that it's a sure thing? Uh, my understanding of it was that now it has opened up talks to them to proceed with this being the it's like not it's not it's not so much them saying like it's definitely like it's definite set in stone, but I think it's that all talks from here on out proceed and uh details get ironed and wrinkled out under the assumption that this is the the playoff format so how that these are the teams that'll be included i there's still apparently a lot of uh, things to like i said to uh iron out and details to sort out you know uh the draft how how winning rounds affects your um how it affects your your uh, draft position uh so yeah, but I think it's just that they finally like this was the big thing is that if they're going to do this, which teams are ultimately in and out. And I think that's that's really all this is saying is that you know, I don't even know if it's they say that's how many teams will be included. I don't even know if that necessarily means that uh what teams are included or how what metric they will be included is set in stone. But I, I do I do think it is what we you know, people have been hearing about um the uh that the Rangers would would slot over into the Atlantic as part of that, based on uh, you know their their uh, point percentage, just going off by that. And uh, I think it's a little obvious to everyone that this was done. Uh, I think that th- getting the Rangers and Chicago into the playoffs is a huge, uh, yeah, it's it's huge for for at least for the league in terms of revenue, you know. So, oh, and I, I obviously Rangers front office would be m- m- more than for it, I assume. So. I mean, the Rangers have nothing to lose. I mean, if you look across the board, even Chicago has nothing to lose. Those two teams, this is icing on the cake. I mean, listen, it's the pandemic cup. It's, you know, the Corona cup, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if the players are really going to treat this and be as serious as if this was a real true Stanley Cup. I know they're not because there's no way you can. Because even listening to Joe Rogan talk about the UFC being back and fighting, there's no audience. Uh, you know, the players were going through so many different protocols to make sure that they're safe. Uh, you know, their staff and their trainers all had to go through the same protocols. Like, no matter what you say or do, this is, is it's different. And I get the NHL pushing to have Chicago and New York. I mean, it makes sense that, you know, you know how many more people will be watching because the Rangers are involved and the Blackhawks are involved. But I do think those two teams are in a really cool position where there's zero pressure going into this. And the Rangers are such a young team that, you know, maybe they just look at this as an opportunity to have some fun 
and play a little tournament over the summer. And, you know, I know I mentally can't treat this really, truly like a Stanley Cup. I, am I crazy for thinking that? Do you feel the same way? No, I feel I do feel the same way. And I mean, I'm just going to say it. My fear, there is a fear that I'm kind of afraid if they end up winning because it's hard thing to do. It's a gruel, you know, no matter what the format is, it'll be grueling. And I I don't know. It's like, does that hurt them going forward? You know, I've, this is a moment I've, I've been dreaming about for a long time. Do I really want it to come like under these circumstances? I mean, that's all the other uh, humanitarian, like the health of the players and their families and uh, whether, you know, ethics aside, it's like just the selfish fan in me is just kind of like, you know, I've wanted to see the Rangers lift the cup, you know, since uh, I was a kid. And if they do under these circumstances, is it going to feel cheap? Is it going to feel so? Am I going to? And then, you know, is it kind of ruin that feeling? You know, because that's I think that's one of the biggest things about investing your your emotions into this team is that you it's the knowing that it, for all the pain and and the heartache and, you know, and that somewhere down the line, there's a chance it might get that the euphoria you feel will be reciprocated, you know, 100 times over as you release all that, all those emotions you were feeling, you know, but under this, does it just kind of feel like, Oh, wow, they did it. That's crazy. That's wild. It's weird. Oh, but you know, it's strange. You know, I don't want that to, to taint the feeling, I guess. So that's, that's, I think that's my, as a fan, that's one of my primary concerns. And like I mentioned, that's not even considering whether or not I think they should be doing this aside, you know? Yeah. Well, here's what makes hockey the best sport in the world. It's the grueling, best of seven series surviving it moving on you got to do it again and again and then again and then finally you can hoist you know the stanley cup i know this is 2014 but now you got teams on a bye who are then going to play in like a little tour like are those going to be televised apparently like the number one seeds teams that get the bye will play each other in like a little tournament that means nothing just so they have some games under their belt heading into this did you I don't know if you heard about that, but, um, mm. and then another thing too, is like, I'll, I'll start getting my feels when it all starts. You know what I mean? I need the, I need the country to be open up and I would hope it's open up again. Cause you'll, you'll have straight mutiny if, you know, sports are back and people are still sitting home, uh, because they have a lockdown. And number two, I need to see how the players react and treat this. You know, if they're treating it like the all-star game, I'm going to be turned off completely. And I don't care what you say. I will not recognize the team that wins it as a Stanley cup champion. So, uh, yeah. Including, including our, including our own eyes. Oh, absolutely. The Rangers were to win. Oh, absolutely. And I do think the Rangers are almost at an advantage. Again, the team with nothing to lose. They're younger. They're just eager to play. They're, they're ready for this. Most of the New York Rangers don't have, uh, you know, children and families to go to. You know, there are obviously a couple of players, and there's players going to be across, you know, across the league that are in similar situations. But you saw the Rangers the second half of the season; they're a team that got hot, and if they, they can definitely continue that. And then I'm worried yeah. about, you know, I'm also worried about like, you know, say one Rangers just test positive, and then what? Yeah. Are the Rangers just are they just not allowed to play? Like, how does that work? Like, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see. And and there's no date on this, is there? 
No, so now it's like they're it's it's seeing seeming like that to get to uh, to iron out the rest of the details, they probably wouldn't get uh players ready to skate for a camp until early to mid July, which means that if they were going to start this thing, it wouldn't be until late July, like early August. And now, you know, I it's uh, it seemed like they were really pushing ahead with this idea of doing an early draft and now that seems like that's not the case it's like now now they're going to push it so which uh is great which makes the most sense it makes the most sense yeah it's like if you're going to do this it's like you know i mean and but i will say i am of two minds of it on one hand i'd almost rather there's a part of me that under recognizes the that maybe it's almost doing it based off of regular season standings are fair because like you, now you're hearing all these things about like well if you beat it if you're a lower seeded team but you beat let's say the rangers get hot and they beat uh like you know it's like do you, the rangers there's a real chance now the rangers instead of picking 13 and, and 21 you know depending on how carolina does like are they now going to pick let's say them and carolina both get hot for a few rounds and do they now pick are both their picks in like the late twenties? Like, well, Andy, I was going to bring this up to you. Yeah. I think we luck out here. We play Carolina, I think, in the first round. Oh, that is true. So, so the Rangers are at least guaranteed to be uh, ousted in the first play-in round, as they call it, to get a to get a pick in the first round. Yeah, but I, you know, again, I don't know if they're going to do if there's going to. I don't know what the pushback will be. I don't know if GMs are going to say, well, we want, they want it locked. They're so afraid of how, uh, you know, th- thrown together this format is that they want get guarantees based off what their original um, seating was, you know? Yeah. Because so, I imagine if, if, you know, if there's of the 24 teams that are in, um, leaving seven on the outside. So one through seven, those, those obviously that they're, probably i i can imagine them doing something where only those seven teams are are eligible to to win a lottery pick but i do wonder if that of all the teams that are ousted in the first round if then if that seeding is based off of somewhat of their regular season standings as well in conjunction with when they get get bounced but yeah there's there's a lot to i'm sure there's there'll be pushback on that too but who knows but you're right there, there is a chance this could work out very well for the rangers in that now, instead of picking 13, that it would drop them down to possibly if they get if, you know, they either eliminate Carolina or, um, yeah, or uh, and I'll, although I don't know how that factors into Carolina owing Toronto a pick, but um, yeah, but it's like they, uh, they it's a very good chance they can now have a pick in the like the eight to 13 range, which would be pretty good. Yeah, I listen, there's. There's no easy way to do it. And obviously, I'm no. selfish and I want the Rangers to be in the playoffs and have the lowest pick at the same time. Have yeah, a chance at the number one overall pick. But, you know, there is something to say that the, the teams that get eliminated in the play in round should be eligible for the first overall pick. Like, I think that's only fair. Like, it's not, it's not their fault. Like, they're, they're going into this kind of blindly, like everyone else. And, you know, if a team comes in unprepared and it's not like they were the number one seeds, like it's not like Boston, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, St. Louis, they have a chance at the overall, you know, first and second overall pick. 
I just think that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you lose the playing round, you should be eligible for that first overall pick. I mean, that would pretty much put us at what how many rounds of play-ins are there? Was there uh I think it's just I'm not sure actually. I haven't really seen what what's been talked about and floated. And that's the other problem that they're so like throughout this entire there's I don't think there's ever been this much speculative uh hockey talk in one summer. Obviously it's because of the situation we're in, but it's like it just it really does change day to day and they'll scrap things and they'll get major pushback and they float things to try to to gauge the reactions of the general managers and half of them are for and the other half are in the, or a small contingent love it but or but a you know the loudest contingent hate it um and rightfully so i guess you know i guess you just have to really think what is the worst case scenario for the teams that don't make it you you could say it's like well their odds are are higher but are you know, i think if i do wonder if they're Gary is considering if let's say uh does do you really want Steve Eiserman on your bad side if like if so, the team that gets out gets included in the playoffs gets asked in the first let's say by some miracle um Boston run like gets bounced really quickly in the first round or oh no they have a bye though they would have a bye right yeah so the yes the way, or, or the, the maple Leafs. Right? The, the maple leaves yeah yeah well the the maple leaves yeah, that that'll be that would be in absolutely insane. But thing is, though, there was never a guarantee that those teams would make the playoffs to begin with. So I'm almost to the you know I'm in the belief system that the teams that were on the fringe and were shoved into the playoffs, like the Rangers, if they get ousted in the playing round, they should be eligible for the draft pick. Like, because yeah. those those teams would be eligible regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what yeah, you're basically true. doing is taking the last 12 games and putting it into a playoff series, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. the Rangers, if they get ousted by um, Carolina in the play-in round, that's, that's equivalent. You got to look at that as equivalent of the Rangers going, you know, four and eight in the last 12 games and missing the playoffs. Okay. So there they are. They're at the top of the standings. and they get a chance at the first overall pick. And that's like, it is what it is. Like, yeah, they had a chance to win the Stanley cup, but come on people. Like, you know, this isn't even like, even if the team won it and they got the first overall pick, like no one's going to respect. I know I'm probably in the minority and there's some people that I speak to that like, Oh my God, it's back. Like, it's not really back. Like everyone, this people are going to watch this more for watching what this is. Than more about being like, oh, hockey's back. You know what I mean? Like they might actually yeah. get like more people to watch it because this is like, oh my god, something it's a sports happening. It's new, it's weird. Like what what's actually happening here? But at the end of the day, you know, like being a Stanley Cup champion is about making the playoffs. It's about surviving best of seven series four times, and you know, hoisting the Stanley Cup. Like the first playing round, I guess, is the best of five. Like come on, like this is. Not that I'm taking anything away from the team that does it, but it's like a best of five is nothing compared to a best of seven. Like just the mental grind of it, the physical grind, playing each other seven times. Like that's what makes hockey special. And that's why we love it so much. And you're taking that away in this playoffs. Not to say I'm not going to watch or I'm not going to, you know, respect the teams that do it. But at the same time, it's like 
you know, this isn't this isn't how the Stanley Cup should be played. That's all I'm saying. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And again, it's actually to your point is that I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers are great just based on people not having much other alternatives so prevalently you know what i mean um but yeah it's not it's not the same thing and uh, yeah i will say, I, 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 sorry what you gonna say no i was gonna bring up the whole roster thing too like i know we talk, spoke about this on last podcast but yeah it, like you usually your rosters get expanded uh i'm curious to see if players refuse to play uh, i don't think that's that crazy especially if there Ugh. were if there were You've already heard rumblings of, you know, players being concerned, you know, yeah. about even approving this format, let alone now you actually have to play in it. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's uh, it's kind of tough because I don't know if you get penalized for that or they just they are allowed to opt out or, you know, maybe some teams are like they're fine with it. You yeah. Know? Especially some, maybe there's some teams that are mad and they, it kind of hurts their standing with the player. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. All, you know, and also, does that mean that, uh, like, you know, there's been a lot of talks about uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who is a, a Minnesota Wild prospect who is absolutely uh, has lit up the KHL the next few years. Is he now, he's now a free agent technically. Is he eligible to play, sign and play? Are they going to allow that? Like, uh, I, I heard he was, wasn't, but. Are they going to change the rules for that? Uh, Leo Sanderson's technically the New York Rangers property. Can he come? Yeah. Can he come back? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. Are, yeah. I don't know. But the again, I, they, are they currently playing right now? No, they suspended their. They canceled their season. But is there any hockey going on whatsoever? There's probably hockey and like I heard early on there was like one country that like was had their was finishing their playoffs or something maybe it was in somewhere in well Sweden, wasn't sweden just going about their business uh like, i think they're actually in, in training i think the shl teams are in training camp right now i could well, be that's wrong what I mean. like like wouldn't you like couldn't if you had a prospect over there couldn't you just roster him like and yeah. he hasn't not you know what i mean he hasn't stopped playing i just think like if you can grab a player or something like that just to have him yeah knowing well, that the, the a lot of European players have had access to ice, which is, you know, I, I know that was also a uh, a bone of contention with some of the uh, North American players. You know, there's a Kako posted a video of him uh, training with some friends on the ice the other day. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Lundqvist posted videos of him taking shots. I'm sure, Zabanajad's been skating. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weird. You know. Yeah. I, did Panarin just get uh, engaged? By the way. I think so. I think he got married. I don't know. It's kind of hard to. I thought he got engaged last year because that's so what I, it, I, the date was last year. But I don't know. It wasn't at the anniversary. Like it was like May ninth of twenty nineteen, and it was a picture. But it wasn't. It's not May. You know, it's the end of May. So I'm really not sure why he posted the picture from May ninth of like her getting with the ring on. Yeah, I, I just don't want. Uh, he's up, people are saying he is he is engaged. He's engaged. Yeah, that's what everyone seems to be saying. Because I was also I saw that date in the in the post. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, he's engaged. I believe. So, give me your. T this is uh, just 
thought of. Give me your top three worst players when the season comes back in July on the Rangers roster. Like, give me three guys you're most worried about. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I w- if you had asked me originally, I would have definitely mentioned a bunch of the rookies. I would have mentioned Kako just because playoff hockey. But again, we don't know what the compete level is going to be like. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I venture it might not everyone's heart might not be in it the same way. So it might not be as a as a all or, you know, all on the line slog, uh, especially if they are like trying to keep scrums down and stuff and, and contact. But um. Yeah, Brett Howden, I definitely worry about, you know, because uh, he doesn't have playoff experience. He probably hasn't been skating. Uh, yeah, definitely a bunch of the I definitely worry about rust from a bunch of the guys that haven't been skating. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I a part of me, although I think he's supremely talented, I don't know what um, this much rust looks like on Igor Shesterkin. I don't know if he's been on the ice, you know. Yeah, I mean that's goalies almost across the board. Like, yeah. talk about like finding another groove again. Usually, like you know the you you find that like little you know that groove going into the playoffs and and hopefully it carries through. But now all these goalies are going to be thrown into a camp where they haven't seen a an NHL shot in a long time. I am curious yeah. about that. Uh, my number one, I'm Tony D is going to be. 25 pounds overweight. <laughs> he just eating spaghetti and meatballs every single yeah. day. I'm worried about him. Uh, Fox, I could see him just chopping wood every single day. So I'm really not truly worried about him. Uh, Mark Stahl is going to be oh man, the hot mess that. express. You know, yeah. <laughs> being finally, you know, a pro athlete who can finally, you know, spend some time with his family. And, and, and his kids and that's great and all but i could see him being like ah you know it's the summertime i'm just not really feeling this right now like this is the last thing i need to be doing or worrying about is like my family's health so he's going to be done and who would be my third uh uh i don't know howden almost has the look that he doesn't even i'm not even sure howden knows that they canceled the season i could just see him being like like okay well when's our next game and then like they're just like we'll get back to you and he's like oh okay yeah, well, they put him in a, they put they put him in a in a broom closet turn the lights off and then yeah they it up at the training center and he's ready to go he's just been on the bike the entire time yeah in the, the no one told me to stop he's yeah. like emaciated <laughs> yeah um no i it'll definitely be interesting do you think it is an advantage though for the rangers being a younger team i think i do i do actually i think in terms, especially from maybe not so much getting ready to play, but injury prevention, uh, you know, just from being used to the, the activity, because I could see a lot of the older guys being that cold for a while and not ha- if they don't have proper time to like really get into it. I know they're saying they are gonna have three week camps, so you would hope that would be enough of skating. But yeah, I, I think from an injury prevention standpoint, I think it really does behoove the Rangers, you know? Yeah. Um, well, if they want to start mid-July, that means they got to start in like a few weeks, right? No, yeah, and I think that's the what they're trying to make. Uh, and I think it, they were they were talking about starting at the end of July, early August. Okay, um, you know what? Um, did they say announce the cities definitely? 
which this would no no they have no idea i just i had you know there was talk that edmonton has literally rolled out like a package about like look nhlers like look at all these like how beautiful it is here in downtown edmonton and like here's the accommodations we have for you they're really making a a bid um i did hear that or like i think uh orlando is a front runner for the nba Okay. Um. So I would assume Ve- I assume Vegas would be a, a, a preferred target for the NHL. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're the casinos are starting to open there. Uh, they got the yeah. thermal heat checks going into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I would imagine Vegas is probably itching to get open. I bet Arizona, I would imagine, would be one of those cities that could probably host something. Uh. You know, pretty much all all down south. I'm I'm curious if the Dallas Stars are able to do something down in Dallas. I don't know how bad it is in a big city like that. But um, uh, the the Rangers going into this, I've seen two playoff formats. The, the first one was Carolina, and the second one was Toronto. Who would you want to play more? Hmm. I'm sorry, say it one more time between... So the Rangers, I've seen two different playoff breakdowns. One of them, the Rangers yeah. would play Toronto, and the other one, the Rangers would play Carolina. Who would you Who would you want to play more? Well, definitely Carolina, because uh, if it helps them from a, a draft pick standpoint, you would imagine. If yeah. Prob- possibly, although who knows how it ends up figuring out. Uh, two, I mean, I don't... I know, I know, curses are meant to be broken. But if you look at the Rangers, Carolina, and the Rangers, uh, uh, if you look at their last segment of twenty games played against each other, I mean, the Rangers have Carolina's number hard. You know, yeah, like it's pretty bad. I, I think Carolina wants no parts of the Rangers in the first round. Does Hank? Does Hank get a start? Could you imagine this? If Hank, this is how Hank wins the Stanley Cup. If I mean, if anything, I'd feel good about it. You know, I'd say this doesn't really matter. So if you if this allows if if this allows him to be like, oh, my God, I want a cup. I'm going to walk away into the sunset a cup winner now. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, yeah, good. Good for you, buddy. You know, like, I'm happy for you. Um, You know, he I, I don't know. I, I do think I do think he under this format, Quinn will give him a start or two, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I. If it's the best of five and the Rangers are down 0-2, they're definitely going to throw him a start. That's for sure going to happen. Uh, yeah. And I don't even care. At this point, I don't really care because, again, I don't really see, like do, we, like we mentioned before, I don't really see this as like a whatever. Although I say that, and then the fan in me is going to get like his, his, his you know, his uh, hankles up and get started. Like, why, why did Quinn start? You know? But yeah, I think, yeah. Right now, if I, it would be pretty hypocritical of me to be like, this doesn't mean anything. And then be like, why the heck started? You know, like, yeah, but that's all start. start. The whole point of being a sports fan is you're a hypocrite. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's just all it is, is what have you done for me lately? And, you know, looking at the Rangers, I would there's a part of me, though, that would love to play Toronto and knock them out like of this, like an original six matchup. How often like we're we're never going to be able to play. I guess that's not true now with the, the wild cards, but the you know, we're never really going to be in a situation where we get to play played you know toronto on this big of a stage where uh in the first round of this pandemic cup 
And a part of me would like to be the person who just destroys all hopes and dreams of Leaf fans everywhere. Because it is funny every year when they just get knocked out of the playoffs and they just go another year without winning the Stanley Cup. Part of me wants to be a part of that. So, yeah. But I also see. No, I hear you. The Carolina. Yeah, you're like guaranteeing yourself a first round exit for a draft pick. But although I don't know what they're going to do with conditionals, I, I don't like they're going to have to figure something out. Because like the Devils, uh, the Coyotes, yeah. does the, does the Coyotes count as actually making the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, again, they had mentioned they they have so many details to iron out, so I assume that we'll slowly hear like what the uh the conditions are on this playoff format. It's like how eliminations work you know i obviously they have a lot of logistical work to do on uh, uh as an aside to all of the the conditional work about what how, what you know what things mean and um how how things play out uh, yeah so I, yeah i don't know but uh because there are so many there are so many things to consider and, and there are some ways that seem perfectly fair there's honestly some some formats that are literally they are they are pretty much fair to everyone across the board, but there's just one team that gets absolutely like screwed by it, you know, like, like, like proper screwed. And that's yeah. why it's like, you kind of almost have to find the thing. That's like, it's like kind of like, why it's kind of weird. Why are they doing this? But it's like, well, no one's actually getting like really screwed. It just kind of like sucks for the, but you know, because well, obviously there's, there's some of the formats we were talking about earlier in our last few episodes, they seemed really fair, but then you could always just bring up that one team that absolutely got like, hosed by it you know yeah well there's going to be teams that were definitely not going to make the playoffs that you think would can make a run you know a team who was on the outs is going to make it's it's the simple march madness scenario where you you're going to have that 13 seed make a run to the final four and people are going to be complaining that team's going to be gloating and it's just going to cause absolute chaos you know what I mean? And, you know, they're and then especially if they botch the way the draft order goes and that team then gets the pick in like the top five, all hell will break loose in the hockey world. Hockey Twitter will be something to see, like a mandatory to see, you know, if that happens. Yeah. And you know, it's gonna, you know, something like that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's funny when. I finally saw that like the 24 uh, team playoff format <laughs> was like, you know, I, my brain immediately just went to myself I, and it was like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was just like, man, that really sucks for Jack Eichel. This poor guy can't catch a break, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Although he's, he's, obviously his team's going to get a, a nice uh, draft pick, but you know, I mean, he just, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't I, know. Anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's, I'm do now I'm cuz now I'm wondering uh like they had uh someone was posting a pictures of uh one it was I forget one league somewhere that had like cardboard fans in the audience like to paper empty seats oh my god and now I'm like you know I think now like now that's set in stone my I'm really thinking more about tangibly like what tangibly what it'll look like and i'm yeah, i'm really curious because it's like 
yeah, I don't know. There's 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 too much to work out. I'm getting my I'm getting my head in a pretzel. Right Do now. we have the technology? You know more about this than I I, I could ever. Yeah. Do you, do we have technology to superimpose a rink that's being currently played on on top of a rink of an old game where there are fans there? Hmm. Without it, I don't know how well good the tracking would be if they couldn't keep it static. Um, but you know, we have we have the uh the virtual ads on the boards. Um we have a lot of especially like the in the NFL, you'll see like the flyover 3D graphics a lot. Um, well, actually, wonder. that makes that's a good. Well, well, now that you said the 3D ads, I wonder if there's just going to be ads in the st- in the seat- seating, like a big oh. like tarp type thing where it's you know just a green America tarp runs on on seats, so they could put yeah they could put whatever. Yeah, I mean it would be cool. Like, so I guess imagine you have a green tarp around the, every bowl, and then when Pasternak, let's say David Pasternak scores on a wrist shot, and then all of a sudden his face gets like giant face gets superimposed with his number and a cool like little logo oh, comes up. Yeah. And it's him like giving a wink, and it's like David Pasternak, you know, number whatever, bam. So yeah, I mean that's the type of stuff. I'm sure they'll be, they'll be looking into doing to to like really up the production value. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just which might be interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it look it look almost more like a video game. You know, yeah. There's gonna be no wrong answers here for this because you can always just blame it. Like, oh, we you know we were rushed. You know, at the end of the day, like no one's really gonna. If the NHL truly botched it, and like you know, at the end of the day, you're just saying like we just tried to give the fans a product. Like we apologize, and no one's gonna really. No, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to really. So this is if there's ever a time to experiment in NHL, this is it. Yeah. Gary, you have well, well, it's funny because I thought there was talk about them maybe doing player tracking, but they 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 scrapped that only because I think they want most of their focus and rightly so on like uh being safe. So that that makes sense because a lot of it involves people touching bodies and stra- and touching things and strapping things to players, you know. So. Uh, yeah, makes well, sense. But yeah, it would have been interesting to try to have get like the the fox glow the, the the fox tracks the glow puck back or whatever you know. Well, yeah, I mean they they should do like something like that though in terms of uh, um, I don't know heart rate or something like that. There's so many things that you could do now that you know the NHL has explored a little bit before. I, I remember they did it. Forget when what New York Ranger they had it done to. Um, but they had a heart rate monitor on them or something like that. There's so many things that you could do to just have like little things throughout the game happening for fans, especially because you know you're going to get this is the biggest opportunity to draw in new fans because you know this moment will be the moment where new eyes will be more prevalent than ever before. So you're going to have to find some sort of niche or gimmick to try to get them interested to come back again. So. Yeah. Um. <sighs> yeah. It's must uh, a lot to a lot still to work out, but um, it is it it it. I guess it feels good in one sense just to at least have like somewhat of a clearer path moving forward because this is like the first piece of tangible news we've had in a long time. If you're anything like me, you've probably neglected grooming below the belt because you're afraid of cuts and nicks. Well, luckily for us, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. 
The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. When I tell you this is a premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. There's an LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Oh, and let's not forget about the charging stand. You can show your lawnmower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want to give you the chance to experience it firsthand for yourself. You get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code THPN at manscaped.com. That's THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Visit manscaped.com today and pick up their new Lawnmower 3.0 electric trimmer. Your balls will thank you. Yeah, I got one question before we, you know, kind of sure. wrap things up. Yeah. Uh, did the NHL explore any rule changes going into the playoffs, like no fighting or anything like that? No, I mean, again, we haven't heard anything about that. I did. There's people that have floated things like that, uh, that they're like the NHL is like discussing special shielding or, you know, so nothing's set in stone. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything uh, being discussed officially. And who knows, maybe we'll we'll hear that in a more official capacity moving forward. But we just heard things being discussed in terms of uh, reduced scrum, you know, the, being very tough on scrums after the whistle, 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 geez, whistle, uh, um, having to wear bubbles, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I, I could maybe I could see players getting if they if they build a face shield that isn't super intrusive if it's like still the the regular top half and then just you for your bottom half you have like a another plastic guard although i guess that would technically be technically be a bubble but yeah i don't know they're annoying and i'm sure guys are gonna hate them you know but well you can't do a full shield because like mark's pretty long steel but you want to see their you need to advertise their faces and and Secondly, I, I don't know if you've ever used a bubble before but they're kind of brutal like you need to be a bubble they get guy. hot they get hot, they fog up they fog constantly, up. and if you're yeah. talking about something that's a little bit even more restrictive than than a regular bubble, which there's no point in doing a bubble and, uh, you know, just a shield because it's basically the same thing. Like air is going to flow out, moisture is going to flow out. The only yeah. thing that it would cause is just constant, you know, wiping down and stuff like that. I think the players are, would be against that, and like yeah. at the same time. If you really need to adjust all these rules, then you probably shouldn't be playing. You know what I mean? Like, these guys should be playing under the basis that they know everyone is safe. Nobody has it. Not someone could have it. We're just uh, we're kind of feeling things out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? Actually, I did want to ask you. Sorry, not to cut you off. I did want to ask you one thing because I keep seeing these things that it was like teams are like one of the biggest reasons they're nervous about this format is because it's like Carey Price. What? Like, he hasn't been good in four years. Why do I keep seeing this? Wait, what do you mean? Like, there's been all this talk that, like, 
that like sources have indicated a big pushback that, that teams are afraid of like like the Montreal Canadiens being included and Carey Price. It's like the teams are afraid that everything they've done will mean nothing because they run into a hot Carey Price is like the 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 gist of it. And I'm like Carey Price has not been good. Doesn't don't the people realize this happens all the time? Yeah, like what I don't understand. Like it's just, you know, what? I, and that's the, 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 my point is not so much about like their concerns. I'm more concerned that people still think Carey Price is. I yeah, and I know I'm gonna probably get flack for saying that, that Carey Price is like a good goaltender. Like the fact that he still gets put at the top of like top goaltender in the leagues or like one goaltender you wouldn't want to face list is is mind boggling to me. He was good for like maybe three seasons four years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, for, first off, he he's always hurt. There's always something wrong with him. And second, like they, this is sports. That's literally how sports work. That the fact that people are worried about facing a hot goaltender. That's literally a story of every single playoffs. I mean, look at Murray got hot for the Penguins. Uh, I mean, remember Jaguar with the Ducks? Like, come on. Like, that guy was relevant for a playoff series. And then after that, he kind of, the, the hype died down because he came back down to earth. But he carried team through, he carried that team through round after round after round of playoffs. Like, facing a hot goaltender is literally the, the story of every NHL playoff. Even yeah. ben, uh, Bennington uh, last year, you know? Like, yeah. He came out of nowhere and he gets hot. Like, you didn't see, you know, all the teams that, you know, uh, St. Louis beat complaining that, you know, that's not fair. He, they called him up and he got hot. Like, are you kidding me? You know that, you know what that is? It's, it's teams that really don't want to be a part of this. And now they're being forced to it and they don't want to look like the bad guy. So now they're going to, yeah. they're going to throw out every single weak excuse in the book, uh, you know, to not want to play. And they're going to say like, you know, we don't want to just be, you know, you know, we don't want to be thrown into this and then, you know, end up losing and hurting, you know, everything that we work for. It's like, listen, guy, no one's treating this like the real Stanley Cup. The only people that think this is the real Stanley Cup are the casual hockey fans that just want to see sports back. And trust me, I get it. I get that mentality. But at the end of the day, we all just want to come out of this with number one, everyone and their families coming out safe. And number two, we just want like sports back just to watch, be entertained. I don't really care if the Stanley Cup is even a part of this little playoff series. That would actually be more interesting. It's just it's just a hockey tournament, you know? And, you know, all proceeds or something go to, you know, first responders and essential workers. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Well said. I agree. I mean, there's no need to get worked up over whether or not you face Carey Price. Trust me, I'll, I'll gladly play the Canadians in the first round. The only thing that should be worried about is people like uh, Domi, who are sick and or not sick, but have you know underlying pre yeah pre existing condition yeah pre existing condition that could potentially really hurt them. So, um, you know, I hope I hope the NHL addresses that and allows players who maybe don't feel comfortable moving forward and not, you know, and not letting it hurt the team overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I hope the players get a choice. And I know overall it's about money and everything, and the NHL will try to incentivize yeah. all the players enough to not do that. But, you know, you know there's going to be a couple out there. And, you know, Domi is certainly one of them that you have to keep an eye on because his condition is so well known. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope this podcast kind of worked. I, I'm stringing along on a, I connected to my cell phone internet, speaking into a, a little microphone. So um, <laughs> hopefully everyone even hears me. Yeah. Well, I know I appreciate you taking uh, time out of your your wonderful Memorial Day getaway to talk to me, James. Uh, I hope you continue to enjoy yourself out there uh, on that beautiful lake. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sh- hopefully next week we have uh, even more uh, concrete things to talk about. Um, it's nice to, like I had mentioned earlier, it's nice to finally have uh, the path forward a little bit clearer that we kind of know the, the bones that we, we see the bones of it, but we don't know what the meat's going to look like yet. But we, I guess we, we assume the Rangers are, are in the playoffs. So I guess they, they, uh, <laughs> uh, we at the beginning of the season we we figured they would just mi- miss it and they just made it apparently so you know uh hey color a shock i guess uh but yeah we'll we'll talk to you everyone next week we hope you uh well by the time you're listening to this uh we hope you're enjoying your memorial day or have enjoyed your memorial day and uh yeah let's start trying to get excited because it's playoff season thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.